Yo, what up? It's Moon from Greek Fire, and you're listening to the Blues Hockey Podcast. Podcast, your host Jason Lowell, Chris. Yo, and we're finally back. So, the count on it for me, Chris, actually recording is nearly a month and a half. Yeah, uh, so a little uh, like I was talking behind this behind the scenes. Uh, one, uh, we me and Chris's schedules just didn't jive for a long time, and then yeah. the times we did hang out, we actually had stuff pre planned where it wasn't like conducive to recording. So yeah, you can't record really record a podcast in a in a dome suite when wrestling's happening. Yeah, so like stuff like that came up, and that was fun. And then, um, then I got super sick. Yeah, I was at the point of like I thought I had the COVID, as the as I people say, um, but I didn't. Just very sick for. I'm still getting over. It. It's about a week and a, a little over a week now, a week and a half. I'm still kind of getting over it. So uh, yeah, so been, going around, man. I know yeah, a lot so, of people around here have had it. Yeah, so a lot of people just got I'm out of it. So just uh, that and just the normal uh, work stuff. And then we had a couple, you know, we bit like that one weekend, the Royal weekend where we saw each other a bunch. Yeah. Obviously, we just get a chance to record. Uh, well, let's be honest. In the middle of that, there was a long break where the Blues weren't playing. There was the All-Star Or an All-Star, or the All-Star break. And we were just kind of yeah. like waiting for certain things to happen. And then when we were ready to record, it was just like, you're like, oh, hey, something came up with work. I can't record tonight. I'm like, okay, cool. Then the next night would come and I'd be like, yeah. I had something come up and then eh, like I said, life got in the way of podcasting, unfortunately. So, but we're back now and we get to talk some fun stuff about the Blues. Not only back on the winning track after yep. losing a couple of games, you know, going into the all-star, well, was it we get all-star slash all kind of Olympic break that the Blues yeah. had? They had they had yeah. like their 12 days off there between yep. the all-star games. So Jordan Cairo uh showed off very well during the all-star game, winning the yeah, fastest skater. I think this was his national stage. I think that the uh, Winter Classic was his coming out party, but this was his chance to really shine for the national stage. Yeah, so a lot of people are getting to know Jordan Cairo as like the, I say new face of the Blues, but another guy on the Blues that you recognize. They obviously have the, the Tarasenko's, the Bennington's, yep. the O'Reilly's, um, maybe even Shen to a degree. But now you got you, know, you got Jordan Cairo, who's 23 years old and, you know, Probably going to be with the club for a very long time. So he's played very well. Fastest skater, two goals and three assists in two games. Almost uh, the Central, oh, actually winning a game. Central won for once. But did not take the uh, all-star game tournament, I guess you can call it. Mm -hmm. uh, Just falling short five to three. So all-star games out of the way. Uh, During the all-star break, Doug Armstrong, very busy. So not only three big signings. Number one somewhat surprising to me robert portuzo getting signed a very team-friendly deal uh yep. like i said a very much a glue guy i like just with the i didn't know what they wanted to do on defense so i guess they wanted to keep him as the sixth seventh guy for the next couple of years so he's signed for only nine hundred fifty thousand a year after this so he took a little I'm bit of a pay cut yeah perfect he took a pay cut um i misread it the first time because i thought they were giving him like 1.8 a year i'm like whoa, whoa whoa what are we doing doug and but no it was nine hundred fifty thousand a year which Perfect amount. So yep. I think it's perfect for your number six, a guy who can step in and play some. Uh, he knows the PK. system. He knows everything about the team. There's no learning curve. Yeah, and he knows he and he's, he's, team where he's got a chance to win. Yep, and the guy where place he's been for most of his career. So after yep. uh big trade for him. So what else do we have here? So the next big signing, hometown kid gets to stay home a little bit longer. So Logan Brown signs a one-year yep. deal to stay. So um, – He's played pretty decent this year coming along being a first round pick, you, you know, like there was talk about flop, you know, after not really doing great in Ottawa, but you can say what you want about Ottawa. Right. Uh, right. He's coming in this, coming this year and basically tripled the amount of his career goals and has played pretty well. I agree. Um, so uh, I was surprised he didn't play in Ottawa the other night. We'll talk about that. Uh, so the third big signing is the head coach. So Craig Brubay finally gets his, uh, three-year deal they'll probably take him you know more than likely to you know maybe the end of his career who knows but 
three years. The rumor is he's getting paid about three and a half mil a year. I mean, so, I'm fine with that. I, I, I mean, think that, that accounts towards nothing towards salary cap issues no. or anything. That's just whatever. Uh, the assistants um, are kind of up in the air. Uh, they're not signed for next year, but they're all, so it sounds like Armstrong wants them all back. I think the problem you're going to run into is, believe it or not, as much as people uh, may or may not know this, but uh, Steve Ott will probably be a, a hot commodity in the offseason. Yeah, I would think so. Possibly Jim, Mon- possibly Jim Montgomery. Possibly Jim Montgomery. And we might have also lost our, we just got him, our assistant GM, uh, Peter Torelli, had yeah. interviewed for the Chicago Blackhawks GM position, which was kind of surprising. So a lot of jokes are made about that, but who knows if he moves on to them. So that'd be kind of interesting if he goes up there and does what he does up in, in Chicago. So all that's done during the break. Let's get back from the break. Uh, Bennington struggling. Let's mm, we can, let's talk about that be. real quick. Uh, so Bennington pretty much right now has lost the net to Billy Huso. Billy Huso leading the league in goals against and save percentage as of right now. Um, playing pretty well and making a lot of timely saves and pretty much taking over the net. Uh, but Bennington gets the net coming back against uh, New Jersey and it didn't go well to say the least. So Blues lose seven to four uh, to those empty netters. So, but uh, Bennington couple, you say a couple were him, a couple were bad defense. Um, is it Still, Bennington? Is it Bennington struggling, or is it that you don't think the team is playing the same in front of Bennington as it did in front of Huso? Which we brought that up, believe it or not, it's 2022, and it's the same conversation we had probably five or six years ago when the infamous Brian Elliott over Jake Allen or Jake Allen over Yaroslav yeah. Halak or what it seems like that was the case. It always seems like the backup somehow outplayed the starter. Yeah, you know. I... I know that everyone likes to say, oh, well, the team plays different in front of this guy over that guy. Um, if this wasn't a guy who had won you a Stanley Cup, I would say, well, then, yeah, maybe they don't trust him. But clearly, clearly, let's just put this out there. Jordan Bennington is your guy. He's making $6 million a year. He's your dude. He's going to get back to form. For whatever reason right now, he just doesn't have it. And I heard a phenomenal analogy today, which I don't think this is the case, and I don't think they could even do that to him because he'd have to clear waivers. But someone compared this to Ricky Vaughn in Major League versus Ricky Vaughn in Major League 2, where Ricky Vaughn in Major League was – basically at the last dance he had to try to prove himself went out and won the whole damn thing. So did Jordan Bennington. Mm-hmm. Then he gets his money. You know, he's got the girl, he's got the car, he's got everything he wants. He's got a ring and maybe the focus isn't there. And someone said, you know, well, what do you do? Do you send him down to, you send him down to double a and let him ride the bus to you know, Moose Jaw between That's Moose Jaw and, and Racing. And I'm like, there's something to be said for that, but at the same time, hockey isn't like baseball. You can't assign him some unless I'm wrong. The hmm. Blues can't just arbitrarily assign him to Springfield for conditioning, can they? Uh, I think if it's if he's based on like IR type of thing, but not just because he sucks right now. No, if he goes down, he'll have to pass through waivers. That's what I thought. And he ain't passing through waivers. No, I mean, as um, much as he struggled with that, even with the contract, people complain about. I mean, there's still value there. Oh, I mean, there's teams yeah. that are like teams like Edmonton and Arizona yep. and yep. Uh, San Jose, even yep. teams that would like still take a shot at it and hopefully catch lightning in the bottle. Yeah. So, I, you know, I don't know what the deal is. I mean, you certainly, if this was October, November, I would say just leave him in there and, and, and write it out. Let him correct himself. But you can't do that right now. You can't do that at the midpoint of February where you're in a playoff race. Um, you got to ride the hot hand. And right now, Billy Huso is, is great. He's what? Leading the league in three categories? At least two, for sure. You know, uh, Meanwhile, Jordan Bennington is 41st in goals against. 
And he is down there, 33, like, uh, like you know, goalies that are eligible right now. So, so he's, he's hurting, to say the least, right now. Yeah, man. I, you know, and I, I don't know how you fix that in the middle of a season because there's only so much you can do in practice. And it's yeah, not like they, they – they put him out there against New Jersey, who's not exactly a world beater of a team. Yeah, That's it's one of those teams – yeah, it's one of those teams that are playing better. Like they had a couple of games coming out of the break where they they laid an egg and then they played um, a really great game before they played the Blues and then obviously beat the Blues. Um, yeah, so he's like saying he just hasn't been like we know he can do it. I mean, you take 2019 out of it, you put 2020 in there the year like after that when they had the All Star game. He was great. He was great. And it just, uh, unfortunately, the team just didn't play great in the bubble. And when they did the uh, bubble, shit happens. Okay. You yeah, move I mean, over to next year, like last year, it just seemed like nobody, I mean, the team didn't seem like they really were with it. I mean, and let's say in the, in the playoffs, he was the only one who showed up in the playoffs last year. For sure. It, do, it doesn't sure. show it. But if you watch, you watch the first two games of that series where mm-hmm. the score was close for. 85% of that game. And then the last couple of minutes, it kind of got blown open. Yeah, no, I, and, I agree. Yeah. Without Jordan Bennington in, in that series against Colorado, those games are all eight, nine, one or, or worse. Um, yeah. I mean, look, I, every pro athlete goes through it. Uh, it's just more magnified when you're a goalie. Cause there's and no also one... when you're, when somebody is super out playing you too, it's one thing for if Huso was just, okay like you Agreed. know say i was like he was just doing fine there's nothing you know not trying to down him or anything but let's say he's just doing okay but he turns it up and is all of a sudden sure he said he's been amazing it's magnified like greatly so it's it's sure. it's it's a tough it's a tough situation so bennington's hurting so then we go over to chicago the next game so you're in chicago is saturday these are some of the rescheduled games due to the nhl not going to the olympics and some of the canceled games because of covid so they get this game against Chicago and coming against Chicago and just wasn't close the whole game. Five to one. Huso made some really good saves. Um, Tarasenko is playing great right now. He's showing, phenomenal. Showing, phenomenal. showing that the sh- shoulder is not an issue. Uh, as of now, he's now leading the team. He's taking over goals, tied for goals, taking over points uh, lead as well after the next game. So obviously the Chicago game, five to one. Played great. We won't, we'll skip by that to be more current. So the Blues get, visit the old friend Zach Sanford uh, up in Ottawa. Yep. Zach Sanford played a very Zach Sanford game. I heard his name twice, and I didn't hear the rest of the game. So pretty much fifth and I think I've, I've written down fifth and ice time, one hit, and uh, one takeaway. That is it. That's a very Zach Sanford game. Nothing against it, but that just shows that that guy is the streakiest on the streaky. He'll get four goals for you one game and then disappear for 20 games. Yeah. So anyway. there's, only one th- there's one thing and one thing only I miss about Zach Sanford being on the Blues. And that is once a game, you would get this. Come on. You turn it up, I can. Oh yeah, I got you now. The only reason. It's ridiculous. The only reason. Only reason. I miss yeah. X. So he played against that Ottawa. Puked, that and he puked on somebody's head. He was driving him in the parade. Correct. That too. Um, so he played against him. Blues coming out against Ottawa, and I'll be honest, man, that's not a great team. <laughs> like no. as much as I. I mean, nope. the Blues. The Blues showed the Tarasenko, Bushnevitz, uh, Bushnevitz, whoever you want to say it, Tarasenko line, Thomas Tarasenko line. Every time they're on ice, they were dominant. Like there was the oh, yeah. centers had no answer. No matter what line was out there, they could not figure them out. And every time they had a dangerous scoring chance, and it showed Tarasenko was just had ten shots on goal directed on goal that yeah. game. Which is remember the earlier season. There's a couple of games where he went shotless. And just shows you when he's engaged, man, he is he is one of the best players in the league when he's engaged and 
has the you know talent around him. Like Thomas was played great. Bushnevitz, the pass that he gave over to Tarasenko. Oh, Jesus. The Thomas goal was ridiculous. So uh, the Blues come out, you know, tied after one. Uh, you know, Shen scores right off the faceoff, which was a weird kind of goal. Remember, and up in uh, Canada, there's still only 500 fans allowed. They're still very strict up there with the COVID uh, rules. Yeah. So it was very odd still kind of feeling up there. But goal, quick goal by Shen. Um, Bortuzzo kind of fell on the next goal on a power play. Stutzel uh, blows right by him and gets it by Huso. Um, honestly, outside of the first couple minutes of the game, like Huso had a couple really tough saves. It was pretty pedestrian after that. From what I, I mean, I have no notes of like he had to stand on his head for anything, and he only twenty shots against for the whole yeah. game. He had two goals, and you know nothing really. Like I said, if they didn't beat this Ottawa team, I would have been very worried no matter who is in goal. Agreed. So uh, Blues roll, thanks to Tarasenko, Thomas Bushnevitz line. Um, you know, Tarasenko gets a couple goals here. Four-point game? Three-point game? Three-point game. I think him uh, and uh, Thomas and Bushnevitz all had three points. Got it. So uh, Bushnevitz had three assists, so he played very well. So – Bushnevitz has been trying to struggle with the goals lately, but he's been playing well enough to get all the his like uh, like just like Tarasenko's uh, the passing ability of them is underrated by uh, by a lot. Those two work really really well together. Do you think? And you can tell because by if you look at social media and follow both of them, they both they hang out a lot. All the all kind of the Russian like four guys hang out like it's like Kostin kind of not as much, but it's like Barbashev. Uh, Bushnevitz and Tarasenko hang out a lot. Yep. So do you think having that connection now possibly makes Tarasenko rethink his offseason plans? Or Because let's be honest, he's not get like as much as we'll talk about the uh, rumors in a little bit, which we mean you kind of hit on before we hit the record button. But I really think they'll hang on to him, barring some ridiculously stupid trade offer yeah. that comes in. Um, and if he really wants out that bad still, but I think they're going to hang on to him till at least the off season. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I would tend to agree. I think that if anyone's going to make him change his mind, it's going to be those guys. And I think it'll be Buchnevich more than, um, than anybody else. I, I think that, you know, because his his weight carries a little bit more than than the other Russians do. Um, I don't know, man. I mean, look, we we said from the beginning that winning cures all woes. I think that it is going to depend a lot on, and this is assuming that they don't trade him this year. I think it's going to depend a lot on how deep this team goes in the playoffs. If this team is a first or second round exit, I don't know. If this team makes it to the conference final or the Stanley Cup final or wins another cup, maybe he stays. What and we'll get into this when we when we start talking about the free agency rumors. Um, but there's gonna have to be a deadline set that he either re-ups. Or they have to start shopping. Yeah, and I think that's going to be to me. And the offseason makes the most sense. And I think that's kind of after they couldn't find a suitable, uh, uh, you know, trade partner in the offseason until Armstrong's liking. I think that was pretty much going to be, uh, you know, what they had to do. So, um, Let's see. So we talked about the Ottawa game. So they come up. This is the stretch run where the Blues need to bank points. They yes. play. They play no one above like rank twenty-two in the league right now. So you're playing the bottom half of the league. Um, you have Ottawa, Ottawa, who's not great. Then you have the really not great coming up tomorrow, recording on the sixteenth. You have Montreal, which is God. They are having for They're making terrible. the conference, for making the the final last year, and it just shows you how when you lose important guys if you don't have a team like deep enough your team can fall apart like losing weber and price destroyed that team like they had no response for either one of those guys and that's nothing against jake allen or any of the other guys on defense but it's like 
Weber made it easier for other guys. Price made it easier on his defense. And then just, it just snowballs and they're just not great. Eight wins, only at eight wins on the year so far. Uh, the Blues hopefully don't come in here and take it for granted and then just lay an egg. But you hope that this, this is one of those games where I like, man, as much as I don't mind putting Huso back in, I kind of want to put Bennington in just to like, yeah. if you just get him some confidence, go in there, play Montreal, beat, hopefully beat Montreal, play well, get a little confidence back, start rolling again. If you know, and then, cause you're going to need both goalies going here. Cause you're gonna have a lot of games and March is ridiculous. March is there's a lot of back-to-backs. Yeah. You're going to need both goalies going. So I think this is the time where you kind of lean on Bennington a little bit, hopefully for these, maybe next two games you have a, uh, yeah, Montreal first, like we just talked about. And then on the weekend, I believe they play. I had it right in front of me. And then, of course, I closed the screen. Over white man, I did that. And they play Toronto. So a bunch of uh, – so that's the best team you're facing in the uh, league, basically in this little trip in, in uh, February. So I said 21st, but you take that out of the equation. So I think it's eight of nine, I think, are really bad teams. So Toronto is going to be your biggest challenge on Saturday. Then you go to play, play Philly. So Philadelphia, let's get into the trade rumors. So this came up today from Frank Saravelli, who is one of the most uh, like pretty accurate, you know, kind of hockey insider guys, you know, post daily faceoff. Uh, St. Louis Mike McKenna is on there. Um, also, our friend Tim Peel is also on daily faceoff. So check out the interview from last podcast. Uh, also, so apparently the biggest rumor is Claude Giroux to Colorado. That's pretty much what's been talked Thanks about. So Colorado has a lot of cap room and a lot of prospects, and they're willing to spend because they know they they think this is the time for them to go all in again. They went all in the last couple of years, and it's just kind of not happened. They don't have a first-round pick this year. They gave that for Darcy Kemper. Um, so they have to give their willing to give their 2023 pick and some a lot of young prospects that uh, Joe Sackick has built up very very well. So if Claude Giroux for some reason doesn't go there, uh, Frank Cervelli says, watch out for the Blues. Which, huh? So a guy like Claude Giroux, he said the connection is he played with Shen, played for Barube, liked both, and the, his uh, you know he's working with his agent right now to figure out what he wants to do. He did come out today and say that he is committed to Philadelphia and so on and so forth. Um, he's 12 games away from 1,000 games with Philadelphia. So there's a chance he might not move and stay want to stay with Philadelphia because he has a no-movement clause. He may stay at Philadelphia to play because that might mean a lot to him, and then he'll he's a free agent in the offseason. Yeah. Obviously, we've talked about, and obviously on the social medias, it's talked about the Blues may need his Defense. I mean, you're kind of hurting after your top three. You're pretty much yep. Scandella hasn't been playing great. Mikola's okay. Wallman, Bortuzzo, you know, all those guys are just okay, Perunovic. but bottom guys. Yeah. Perunovic, who's injured right now on a conditioning stint to Springfield. So hopefully he'll be back after this road trip. Uh, Scandella's hurt. Uh, so Wallman's been playing pretty decent so far. So I thought I liked Wallman's game against Ottawa. So we'll yeah. see if he, uh, yeah. See if he can continue playing really well on the on the bottom pairing because he's been out for quite some time. But what do you think of the uh, Claude Giroux rumors to St. Louis? I mean, how could you not want that? I mean, that's that's another big gun in the arsenal, and the Blues need that. What concerns me is is he a rental? You know, yeah. and if he's not, if the plan is to sign him. Where's the money coming from? My thought is, if I'm the St. Louis Blues and I want Claude Giroux for more than just a rental for a playoff run, I think this pushes the Tarasenko timeline. I think that you have to go to Vlad. The, the day that Philly says, do you want him? I think you have to go to Tarasenko and say point blank, 
are you going to re-sign a contract with this franchise? Yes yeah, or no? He has one more actually one more year after this year. So next year will be the last year of his contract. Right. Along with O'Reilly. So it'll be two big ones out after this year. And if he's not, you either ship him to Philly in part of this trade and then use that money to immediately re-sign Giroux, assuming you've had the conversation with Giroux and Giroux says, yeah, I'll sign you. If the other option is you still make the trade for Giroux, you go all in this year, and then you have to move, have to move Vladimir Tarasenko at the draft. Have to. Because what, what you can't do if you're the St. Louis Blues, is have a big-name player walk away from your team with nothing in return for the third year in a row. Mm-hmm. You know, you you cannot have another Alex Petrangelo situation where you have one of the top five, top ten players in his position. Yeah, definitely top ten. Walk with nothing coming back. Especially now that we've seen with Tarasenko that the shoulder's fine. The market's there. The market is there. Someone will give you something of value for Vladimir Tarasenko. Yeah. So if if Giroux's on the table, what's Giroux's age? 34. Okay. So he's probably got one more good contract in him. Yeah, or a couple of years. Like, let's see, like guys like Pavelski, I thought were going to be washed up and he's played pretty well. So, I mean, it depends on the player, honestly. So, right. I mean, look, do I make the deal? Hell yes. Like, simply put, hell yes. Bring Claude Giroux, blink, bring Claude Giroux to St. Louis today if you can make it happen. I just think you have to figure out what this is going to look like. Is this a rental or is this a, trade and sign and if you can get him signed then you've got to find the money somewhere and the easiest place to find that money is what the hell is Vladimir Tarasenko going to do at the end of next year is he going to re-up or does he want to walk is he that upset and if he's that upset then just get rid of him and and sign Giroux and move on yeah what's your thoughts about my this is kind of my thinking behind everything Let's say the Drew thing happens. I don't, I don't know who he gets traded for. I'm not concerned about that at this point, just because right. it'd be too much semantics. So I'm just spitballing. Say you somehow get Drew under contract and you get him for a couple of years. What's your thoughts of you trade Tarasenko in the offseason, you let Perron walk, and you somehow convince Calgary. Let's say Calgary flops in the playoffs. Even they're playing very well right now. Let's say they flop again in the first round. Mm-hmm. And Matt Kachuk's like, F this. I'm tired of this. I'm not going to sign a contract after my RFA contract. So I got one more year left. So you're going to trade me, trade me now. Now let's say the blues do that. You, you basically flip out Tarasenko and Perron and you get Kachuk and Drew. I mean, sure. Yes. Yes. I think, I think Kachuk's definitely younger, but Drew is older than those. I mean, Drew is about the same age as, Perron. I'll yeah. be honest, man. I don't know what's up with this year. Was it the COVID stuff? Is it an injury? I know he had the concussion. Um, seems like Perron's had trouble getting his footing this year. Um, yeah. I know he's been, he's been a very good player for us the last two years with the... I mean, he's been know, playing out of his mind the last couple of years, too. Let's and so I don't know if he's kind of, like, regressing to the me because they have some games where he looks really engaged, but then there's that stretch in I'll say in January, definitely in January, maybe even December. Yeah, he was outside, a I mean, he scored... He just scored the other night. Um, for the first time since the Winter Classic. Yeah. So it's, it was nearly over a month since he scored. Mind you, there's a lot of downtime for the Blues mixed in there, so I'll be honest there. But there's sure. a lot of – to me, if you can – as much as I like David Perron and you don't know what the contract's going to be, somebody like Giroux is 10 times more versatile than what David Perron is. Uh, what's, Perron's, very, uh, what's Perron's contract? He's up after this year, and it's four mil. I so, could see him taking a cap, uh, a team-friendly deal to stay. I really he, do. I think that's the only way he stays at this point. I mean, you because he's basically going to be a third liner at this point because you have to think if you keep Tarasenko, let's just say you keep Tarasenko, or say you don't. Let's say you don't. 
Um, Kachuk moves up to your number one left wing. You move Bushnevitz over to Tarasenko's spot. Yeah. Kairou's the second line. Your yep. third line center. I mean, honestly, it's, it'll be Giroux, but at this point, you're hoping Giroux signs for, you know, he's making eight mil this year. You figure he signs definitely, definitely half of that, if not less. Sure. Um, and then you get him for a couple of years, and then he's able to fill in at center. So now you have guys, you have multiple guys who can fill in at wing and center and take faceoffs. You have guys like Sunquist, you have guys like Barbashev who can play both. You have Shen has proven he's been a hot streak lately, playing on left wing primarily. I, I love Braden Shen. I, yeah. I think that he's the heart and soul of this team. Yep. He's proven that he would would if the captaincy came down to it and was given to him, nobody would have a problem with it. No, not at all. Yeah. So he's played, he's starting to hit his hot streak finally there for a slow start. I mean, you have plenty of guys who play in multiple positions. So yeah, Bujanavis yeah. plays both sides. So to me, the Drew thing is interesting, and it, it's, it's one of those things where it factors on so many things. That's why I don't envy Doug Armstrong, but yet that man somehow pulls trades out out of nowhere. Um, so that's, Drew is the one at camp today. So let's talk, let's shift to the defense side, which is the side we always thought would the Blues would really kind of focus in on. Focus yeah. in on. So the big one is Jacob Chikrin, which as much as I like the guy, same the age price tag high. High, price tag is high, same age as Perunovic. Prunovich is what you hope, you know, you hope Prunovich turns into Chikrin. Yeah. So right now, to me, and it's early, but right now Prunovich has been injured twice. Hurt all last year with his shoulder. Been hurt a couple times this year. I don't know. Right now it's not a great start. Could he come out of it and be fine and not really get injured, but he's a smaller guy. Could he keep getting injured? Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. But to me – um, People were talking about like, including Perunovic in a deal with Chikrin is off the table. I said, absolutely not. I would definitely include Perunovic in that trade because where are you going to put him at? Yeah. If he has that much talent, why should he be on the third pairing? Right. Because your top one is Tory Krug. And then let's say you get Jacob Chikrin. Yeah. And then what are you doing with um, Scott Perunovic? He's on the third pairing. That, that's essentially he's turning your training into Vince Dunn. Basically, sit on the third well, pairing. So that's a, he's basically turning into a the offensive, a third pairing, a defensive, but a defensive liability third pairing guy. That's pretty much what like if he's that high end, for what Blues fans are all over about, he shouldn't be on the third pairing, in my I, opinion. I agree. No, I agree. I mean, look, I think that there's definitely a line of of demar of demar or demarcation between the top three defensemen for the St. Louis Blues and everybody else. You've got Krug. Falk and Pareko, then a big line mm-hmm. and everyone underneath. Um, and Pareko's played in the last couple of games to play better. I know this yeah. season has not gone the way he's wanted, but I think the definitely you can say the Ottawa game was very good, yeah, and the Chicago game was very good. So hopefully, that's um, a trend that's trending the right, right way. Hopefully, I, I, I don't disagree with your assessment of a chicken trade if it, if it involved Perunovic. You're, you're trading potential for actual the guy's been in the league five years already. Yeah. So, you know, you're the known commodity at this point. Yes. You're trading potential for a known commodity. And there's always a gamble with that. You know, it's not unlike what the blues did years ago when they traded Eric Johnson to Colorado for Kevin Shattenkirk. Mm-hmm. You can um, argue that Shattenkirk is turning out better than, I would say a, so. He's got a, a cup, you know, compared yep. to DJ doesn't. So, yeah, I, I I would I would say that that he's turned out better. Um, I would do the trade. I would. Um, I don't know how much more above Prunovich I would throw in. Probably at least but, a first, and I, the rumor is like a very good, like an NHL ready player. So I'm just throwing this out. So it'll be Costin, probably, at least Costin. Yeah. And then I saw the trade. What was the trade on the athletic today? It was like Perunovic, neighbors, Scandella, and a first for Chikrin. And I think that to me, that's just too much to me. Just the, the neighbors throws me out. The, the, if you take neighbors out of it, I'm fine. Just because I like what neighbors could become, depending on in your third, you know, he could definitely come in as your third line. He could fill up in a second because you're going to need, you know, young, cheap guys to fill in eventually. You know, Agreed. so, but, um, so yeah, so Chickering is what the like the big name that's out there, pretty much for defense. 
The second one, which apparently the Blues are been rumored around quite a bit, is Ben Chariot. We'll get to the other one you're shaking your head about in a second. All right. uh, so Ben Chariot, Chariot, whatever you want to call it, um, playing for a very bad Montreal team as a top-pairing guy. Um, not great analytically this year, to say the least. Uh, but then again, who is on that team? But a defensive defenseman who will clear the front of the net, and it's something the Blues don't have. Um, Correct. Making $3.5 million, and he's a free agent after the season, so he'll be a rental for sure. Yeah, uh, you might be able to sign him, but who knows what the Blues want to do in the offseason. Um, right. He might he might get more money than that 3.5 mil for all I know. 30 years old. Um, if I had to put money down on all the guys that are out there, he would be my number two guy that I put money on for the Blues to acquire. You think? Yes. Blues number one. Well, the next we'll talk to next that you have been shaking your head about. Oh God, you really think this is going to happen? Uh, it's been when the, the guy who's around the team the most, and I put a lot of stock in what Rutherford says, um, maybe more than other people do, because um, he doesn't really throw that stuff out a lot. Minus yeah. we talked we talked about the whole Tarasenko thing last off season. Sure, sure, sure. But when it comes to trades, he never throws stuff around like that. He'll be like, "Yeah, that's what I've heard." He'll never be like, "I never heard it until he brought it up the other day." Zdeno Chara over on the New York Islanders signed for a league minimum uh, deal. So uh, a little over about a million technically. So you get someone like Chara who's been playing about 17 minutes, 16, 17 minutes for a really mediocre New York Islanders team. Mediocre. It's a bad New York Islanders team um, who has just flopped this year. Who they, well, That was one of the guys I thought would had a really good shot after a lot say one of the other teams that I thought would be really good. So the two teams that played really well last year to go far in the East have crapped the bed this year. So I, I unfortunately, the Islanders, here. the Islanders, um, out, you know, not playing great side note on the Islanders thing, which we will bring this up real quick. So next year, Chris is wearing a, it looks like the hoodie version of it. The reverse retros are coming back this yep. year. So, um, the blues, who knows what they're going to do. Uh, last year, obviously, people were some people love the Rickers, obviously likes the red jersey wearing it right now. Um, yeah, I'm fine cool. with it. I'm fine with it. I have no problem with it. Um, the rumor was that apparently the NH or Adidas went to or Adidas or Fanatics, whoever went to um, the Islanders with three concepts using the Fisherman logo for the oh, so great. and apparently they turned them all down. No. Oh. Come so I'm on. Like, I'm like, use the fisherman logo for God's sakes. I love that jersey. So uh yeah. that's uh, that's the islanders thing right there. So Zidano Charas, um, you know, obviously upper 40s. We obviously what happened in 2019, we know how good he can be, but that's also three years ago. Um he's definitely he's definitely a bottom six guy now. He's not the guy who she's gonna take. Is he gonna take your top four? I think he'll get thrust into that role with the blues, unfortunately. And I don't think that's but I think I, because of the cost, because he'll be cheap, the Blues will go after him. And it's not saying that this is why the Blues are going to do it. I think just because of cap restraints and they and Armstrong likes the rest of his team outside of that top four, and that's the best you can do with without trading top prospects, top picks. Because I think he really wants to hold on to that top pick this year. I agree. And here's my thing with Zdeno Chara. I get that it's a cap-friendly deal. I do. I just don't know what he brings to this team. I, I don't know how he makes this team that much better than a Nikola or someone younger who could gain the experience needed. To me, this is a deal that a team who's struggling to fill an arena – out of a playoff race and needs a big name to, to cart in front of the, the fan base. That's the type of deal that that's the type of team that makes this deal to me. Trading for Zidane Chara in 2022 is the same as dealing for Paul Korea in 2009. Well, that was they signed him. Yeah. They signed him to a three-year deal. Cool. I know the name. I'm sure he's going to sell a lot of effing jerseys with his name on the back in St. Louis. But what does it do? I don't, like, really, what does it do? I, I don't 
I don't I don't look at this deal and go, oh my God, Zdeno Chara, put us down for put us down, put us in. We're representing the West. Screw you, Colorado and Vegas. We're number one now. Um, now that said, if the Blues want to do this because it is a million bucks, and there's something else cooking that takes more money a la Claude Giroux, Jacob Chikrin, something like that, then fine. But I just don't see how Zdeno Chara, like, he ain't Tom Brady. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's oh, been a it. decline. <laughs> so it would be cool. I just don't see from a hockey perspective how Zdeno Chara in 2022 makes the St. Louis Blues a better cup contender than just stay in the course. That's that's my take. I mean, I 100% get that. And I'm, I'm just saying that's uh, what I think is going to... Uh... It could. I just, I, I, I don't, like, I just don't think it means anything is what I'm saying. Like, it could very well happen. It sure sounds like it is. I just... Okay. Okay, cool. It, it, you know what it is? You know what it is? Mm-hmm. It's Martin Brodeur, part two. Yeah, I mean... As much as, like, I try to take the name out of it, and it's like, okay, I get he's, a bit, like, one of the really great players, and, is he, like he said, is it going to help the team, like, propel them... Uh, a little. Yeah. I mean, if this was 2019, holy shit, yeah. We just got Zidane Chara. But I think you saw from the year or the, the time he spent in, in Washington and in this year in the Islanders, this ain't your mama Zidane Chara. You know, this ain't, this ain't the guy who was locking it down for the Boston Bruins for the better part of, of, uh, of a decade. Yeah, I don't really, I don't know, it's, it's a struggle to even think about it. So that's about the extent of the rumors I have written down. Uh, I see, is there any ones that you heard of besides this? Like, obviously. Yeah, I heard we're, I heard we're trading Clem Costin to Washington for Alexander Ovechkin. That's the big one. I mean, Russian for Russian, it makes sense. Uh, but, yeah, so who knows what's going to happen outside God, of that. I hate the internet. I, I know. So much. Well, it's kind of interesting to see what the Blues are going to do. They got a few more, uh, few more weeks to figure things out. So, yeah. uh, let's see what else we got here. Yeah, and honestly, got... Jason, I think a lot of this depends on where this team sits two weeks from tonight. And if they play the way they can play, we know that. Um, like Colorado is be, just Colorado's running it away right distance now. between people. Holy Jesus. I looked at after the after uh you know not having a great start and everybody kind of like downing them pretty much. They went on this huge run and they just lost in regulation for the first time since like November. Yeah. Which is insane to think about. Yeah. But uh so I don't know if that's the good thing, so bad I think, thing. I, think they I don't catch, know. The blues can catch Minnesota, the blues can catch Nashville. They caught Nashville last night. Did they? Okay. They caught Nashville last night, and they're in, sitting in third place right now. Um, let's see. Standing-wise, let me give you a quick standing rundown. Yep. Colorado, 47 games played, 72 points. Minnesota's in second with 45 games played in 63 points. So they're nine points behind them with two less games. So the Blues are at 47, so the same as Colorado with 61 points. So we're 11 points behind them. Colorado's going to be a tough, tough team to catch. But they're in the uh, number three spot, potentially be able to catch Minnesota to get the possibly home ice, which would be good because the Blues have not played great on the road this year compared to past years. There are a lot of like very good road team yeah. this year, not great. Nashville is right behind them, but the, Nashville's played two more games and only had and one point less. So our points percentage is a little bit higher. Uh, so Minnesota, you have a good chance of catching Minnesota. Well, after, after we beat them in the Winter Classic, they won a nine out of ten. 
they were playing really well. So um, Minnesota they were losing. I looked tonight. I was listening on the way home. They were losing to Winnipeg two to one. But Let's I don't see. know where that's. That Let's game. see where at, and that is the final. Chris is a six to three Jets. Woo! So, uh, so that means we're still two games. That means two games behind them. The big game tonight, which will be on in a couple minutes here, Colorado and Vegas. That'll be a good one. So the debut of Jack Eichel, correct? Correct, Jack Eichel at home. Uh, then that's another uh, interesting cap circumvention. So. All of a sudden, all sudden two teams next week. Oh, there you go, because you'll be in Vegas. So yeah, they're they're playing Saturday night in Vegas, and I'm greatly considering going to that game. And I don't know who I want to lose more. Now, can they all just like get hurt somehow? Can McKinnon and Petrangelo get hurt somehow? That'd be sweet. But uh or yeah, Ike will get hurt. I don't want to get hurt, and I take that back. Uh that'd be you know bad thing. Anyway, um yeah, so Eichel's coming in, but they had Mark Stone all of a sudden had a back injury. Played fine in the All-Star game. But all of a sudden, his back can't take it anymore, so he's shutting it down for the rest of the regular season. Because in the playoffs, remember, uh-huh. there's no cap. That's so, right. I think he's pulling the old Beavis and Butthead. My liver, my liver. My pretty liver. much. Pretty much. And they are going to shut him down for us. He says, as long as it takes, which will amazingly be the end of April. So weird. Shockingly, he's going to recover the end of April and be like, I'm cured. Yeah, it's ridiculous. But so Jack Eichel, who knows how he's going to play? I mean, Jack Eichel hasn't played all year with the new team. Yeah, you never know how Pete guys gel. As much as the big acquisition is there, he's a very good player. Sometimes it just doesn't work out. Um, we saw that with uh, Mike Hoffman. So Mike, not not a comparison, but when you have a much hyped player, sometimes the systems just don't gel. So correct. So we'll see. I uh, um, I asked my friend uh, from Buffalo for his commentary on uh, the debut of Jack Eichel tonight. And um, the official word from Buffalo is F Jack Eichel. Yeah. Well, you know, that's, that's how they feel. That's the so. official stance. No, that's interesting. Um, anyway, so I'll wrap it up there. So if you get a hold of us on Twitter, it's at Blues Hockey NHL. I'm at Hossapalooza. Also on Facebook and uh, Instagram, it's Blues Hockey Podcast. Uh, you can also find us, <clears throat> excuse me, our website is blueshockeypodcast.net, uh, also in .com. Uh, there you can find a bunch of things. One, you can find, uh, you know, where to download the podcast. That is on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, uh, Pocket Cast, uh, Amazon Music, all the, anywhere you uh, you can basically find podcast. Don't forget to go to Apple Music and Spotify now. Spotify, you can give us. No, you don't. Have, you can't write. A, unfortunately, you can't write a little review of us saying how boring and monotone I am. Oh, you just have to give us. A, hopefully, a five star. just posted online. Uh, what is that? <laughs> Drew twenty eight. Interesting. In a blues jersey. Uh, also, Drew twenty eight for the Minnesota Wild. And a Drew 28, Colorado. So those are the three teams that are in on him. So if he decides it's to go. Who do you think? So that's interesting to see what happens. So uh, find us anywhere else you need. Anything you want to find about the podcast is at our website, blueshockeypodcast.net. That's also including um, where you can find all our sponsors. First, DraftKings. Go ahead and use THPN. That's for the Hockey Podcast Network. Uh, use that today to get a bunch of bonuses to use. we got NBA uh, playoffs will be kicking in uh, high gear in a couple months. You got the you got March Madness coming up. Uh, go ahead and use it for that. THPN today at DraftKings. Uh, go ahead and check us out for Lucky Lola's. You know, Lucky Lola's, you have the Jalapeno Sweet Heat and Chris's favorite, the Salmon Rub. Oh, so, man. I was so, just running about salmon before we, had this, before we did this podcast. Exactly. So you can check all that out along with their uh, bratwurst that are at uh, fresh time and also Kenrick's. So check those out. And last but not least, our favorite chef, Will Pelly over at rockstar taco shack, four, nine, one, six Shaw Avenue. Uh, we finally got to go over there. We, uh, went to go see Ric Flair live, which was a S show, but, yes, it, was it, Rick, was. but it was Ric Flair. So it was awesome. Uh, and then we went to Will's afterwards and it was great. I got to try it's all the fantastic. new menu items and it was great. fantastic. So thanks to Will for keeping us, keep it open and feeding us on that late night. So it was Those great. Skinny puppies. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes. Please go check all them out. Uh, Tuesdays is their um, music trivia Watch night. Trivia. 
So go check all that out. Um, you'll see them in a bunch of places. They're, they're doing great over there. Um, if you're going to go over to, uh, Chris, help me out, new place over by me, uh, concert venue. The factory. The factory. As soon as you walk in, guess what's right there? Rockstar Tacos. Rockstar Tacos. So you go see something over there. You have Rockstar Tacos. Um, you'll probably also, I believe it's been announced, so I can say it, uh, over Urban Chestnut. It'll yep. be, you'll start to see them over there more and more as well. Not only just the taco cart, but also taking uh, kind of over the food section of Urban Chestnut. So Correct. go check Urban Chestnut out. Go ch- I mean, he Will's going to be everywhere. So you can find him on the Rizzuto show. He's been on there last couple of times. I think you're going to see him on there a little bit more. Yep. And uh, so, yeah, check him out. Rockstar Tacos at Gaslight um, today. So we'll wrap it up there. I think, uh, you know, thanks to Tim Peel last time for doing the interview. I thought I had a lot of fun doing that. That was a while ago back in, uh, you know, early January. Uh, hopefully I have a couple more. I've been trying to do some, have someone just getting everything confirmed. And that's just been, you know, just get everything locked down. Everybody's busy this time of year with uh, the Olympics and everything. So we will do that. We've, we missed our Olympic talk after everything. Men, I wouldn't say we missed it. Men's blew it. Uh, yes, against, the, they did. against the Slovakia team, uh, the Canadian team also lost their game two to nothing against the Swedes today. So the two power, I think you say powerhouses, I guess normal powerhouses are not in it. But guess what? We're about an hour and 10 minutes away, hour and 15 minutes away from the women's uh, final gold medal final. USA versus Canada should be great. Please tune in and watch that. We'll definitely be oh, talking yeah. about that next time. Uh, that should be a great game. So I'm going to make sure I stay up, get my energy drink going on right now so i can stay up and watch that one because i'm old and i need it so we'll wrap it up there so hopefully the blues have a little streak going here win a couple more games i'll beat a good toronto team on saturday be even better so be great so we'll wrap up there and we'll talk to you guys next time See you.